0: It's not worth risking getting sick on the first day with someone you barely know.
1: Once COVID-19 hit, I knew I wanted to restart this podcast. Like many of my friends, I'm sure you're wondering how to date right now. So pardon the lower quality audio of my guests. And let's get to talking about how to date right now. Hello, welcome to What She's Thinking. I'm Greg Schwartz, your dating coach. Men like you have sent in questions about dating and sex. I have a group of women that are going to answer your questions And I'll help clarify their answers so you hear exactly what these women want and why. Send in your questions at debugdating.com slash questions. Now, ladies, please introduce yourselves.
0: I'm Asian. I'm quite small, brown-skinned. I'm 35. I am in marketing. I'm pretty warm. I have a very Asian background. So I come from a very large family. So we're very warm. We're very outgoing, very inclusive. And that's how I guess I would also approach dating. I'm very extroverted. And I have a very keen ability to bring people together collectively in a very comfortable environment.
2: I'm also 35. And I live in LA. So... Big populated area I work in the education field I I'm very geeky work with IT and stuff and uh, ride motorcycles all the time I actually don't own a car and uh, I am very outgoing I, I do a lot well before all this virus stuff went down I, I was out doing a lot of uh, work traveling all over Southern California but uh, now I'm home I, I started farming with 3d printers. <laughs> Oh, that's cool! <laughs> like to keep me busy.
1: Is that what we're hearing in the background sometimes? The the sort of little noises.
2: Yeah, I'm uh, currently printing out miniature baby Yodas for my friends. Yeah, that's that's what's going on. Nice. <laughs> Let's see, vibe you'd get from me. Well, I'm I definitely one to talk. I like conversations. I like intelligent ones. Um, I I really like to. Learn more about people and what they do, what kind of talents they have, what, what things do they bring to the table, what's cool about them, what makes them tick. And that's a good way to start a conversation is finding something that you can bounce an idea off of. So you talk to me for a while, it will probably be something we can talk about.
1: So what's the first dating thing you're going to do when quarantine is over?
0: I can go first. Yeah. The first quarantine dating thing I'll do is probably not dating though. It's probably like just going out a lot and meeting a lot of guys along with my friends.
1: And when you say meeting a lot of guys, what are you looking for when you meet those guys?
0: So I'm not going to do online dating. It's more like you just go out to, I don't know, events if there is, or just trying to meet out with a lot of people and having parties at
2: my house. Dating-wise, of the quarantine, you know, first things first is actually get out and remember how to be social again. You've been stuck in your house for God knows how long, and we don't know how long this is going to be. The big thing is reacclimating yourself to what you remember as normal before all of this virus stuff went down. And then after that, you get your bearings, you figure out, okay, I feel normal again. And you're in a center, a place where you can start thinking about other people, then yeah, then you can start... I can start going now, you know, with the intention of meeting somebody. But for now, it's I just need to get used to life again after right after this quarantine thing is over.
1: In terms of priority level, what level was dating before and how has it changed now?
0: Currently, you can't meet anyone now, but the solitude has it's kind of quite a priority in terms of um, trying to meet someone I'm meeting a life partner or dating it's, you've come to realize that, yeah, it's just much better off sometimes if you have someone to quarantine with.
1: So it sounds like it's higher priority now?
0: Not high pri- priority to conduct, but high priority when you get out of quarantine. So currently you can't actually date, right? So it's low priority,
2: but it will be high priority when you come out of quarantine.
1: Gotcha. I see what you're saying.
2: Before the quarantine, it was just something that I would do casually. Really going and doing my own thing and going to the events that I want to go to, you know, that reflect my hobbies. For example, I ride motorcycles. Nice thing about being in California is that, you know, motorcycling is a year round sport. You know, you can be in the middle of January and have an event where many people congregate. And one of the things about motorcycling is most of the people who ride are males. If you're one of those females who rides, you seem like a unicorn, it's an interesting environment to be in with all of us stuck where we are. I'm actually finding quite a bit of solace in spending time alone. You have more time to think about what kind of person would I want to have with me stuck in quarantine. Because then I I reflect on the people that I have dated, and I'm like, yeah, no, I if I was stuck in a very dire situation like this, yeah, this wouldn't have worked out to be honest, if I think about (laughs) kind of the the things that had attracted me at one point because you don't realize who a person is until they're really in a sticky situation and how they react to it.
1: What you said about being one of the few women who rides motorcycles, is that something that's awesome because you get lots of attention or is that something awful because you get lots of attention (laughs) or is it a mix?
2: It's a mix. It definitely depends on what kind of events you go to because when people think about women in motorcycles. And this is a whole topic that probably deserves its own podcast episode, to be honest with you. There are different kinds of women, but the most common ones are the ones that look like supermodels and they fit into their skin tight stuff and they're on the back of the motorcycle. And then the ones who ride their own motorcycle and they're like, yeah, I ride my own motorcycle. I'm so cool. And all that. And then you have people like me that look like I'm dressed for World War Three, And, you know, my my uh, sexual orientation gets questioned a lot because I wear protective gear that doesn't conform. Like it makes me look like a firefighter. It, it's, yeah, we're strange. If I had to be blunt, I think the first question they ask is, are you straight? I think that's the first question they usually ask when you go to a motorcycle. Wow. Yeah. Or it's not just that. I mean, it's it, it can be exaggerated, but it's, are you straight? Or are you with somebody? Or, hey, do you have your boyfriend with you? And I'm going, that's my bike.
1: Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yes. On apps like Tinder or OkCupid, that kind of thing, you can say, I want to match with people within five miles or 20 miles or 100 miles. And Tinder and I believe a few other apps have actually turned on features to allow you to completely change your location to say, now I want to be matching with people in Austin, Texas, Las Vegas, Paris, wherever. Yeah. So what I'm curious about is have you either changed your location or widened the radius of people you're matching with? No,
0: of course not. I've always kept the location quite close. I mean, proximity is one one key factor in actually beginning something. I've had long distance uh, relationships before. And yeah, I just don't want to go down that route where possible.
1: Gotcha. See, how about you?
2: Yeah, I'm just not too big on the distance thing. That's, distance is an issue for me as well. My parameters have pretty much stayed the same. I, I want to keep it within a reasonable distance.
1: What are you looking for from men that you match with online? How has the coronavirus changed that?
0: The virus has not changed anything. I still look for this pretty similar things. What I look for is his ability, his personality. You can tell a lot from their profile. Are they vain? Are they narcissistic? Sometimes it's not always accurate. But then when you match with them, the next thing you look out for is how engaging and interactive they are. That's the hard part. A lot of them are not engaging, nor interactive, just because, you know, it's
1: quite awkward. And when you say engaging, what do you mean by that? What's an example of being engaging and not being engaging?
0: Someone who's smart, someone who's a bit slightly different, they don't go with the same conversation flow. They pick your interests, they pick your mind. You talk about topical topics, you talk about current affairs. Someone who is also able to really hook you with their humor, thats also quite. Challenging the few men I have matched online who seem quite interesting. They were very engaging. They seem very smart. They were able to a direct conversation flow, not a standard conversation flow, but something where it was very engaging.
1: Can you give an example? It sounds like humor is definitely one of the things. But what's an example of a conversation topic that's very engaging for you specifically?
0: Maybe I'll give you one example. There was a guy who I matched with. And when I asked how are you handling the current climate, his response, it was kind of a standard response. Like, I'm loving it. I'm getting to know myself. And it was just, it felt like a very blase standard response. Whereas another person responded to me saying that I've actually never been more productive and I get my kicks the social kicks that I get, I get it now from just exercising a lot more, like just cycling. Have you gone cycling recently? I checked this out. You know, it was like, oh, it's very intriguing. It was off tangent and it was just very refreshing.
1: So it sounds like engaging for you is not just saying the same response or the same question that people have said, yeah. but it sounds like saying something about him in this case that he's into cycling and then asking you about that. Is that right? Yeah. Gotcha. See, how about you?
2: There's a few things that are very similar there, uh, especially in communication and the way that you conduct yourself in, in terms of being engaging. That's a number one for me and and wanting to either ask more questions or to be more descriptive. The biggest turnoff for me when I message people online is that the answers are like one word or, yeah, I'm fine. How about you? And they don't even spell you completely. But getting into conversations like asking, how are you holding up during this pandemic? And if I were to answer the question, I would go, well, I'm home. I'm super productive and I'm relearning how to cook again. Here's the last thing I made the other day. Or start with some conversation that you can continue to bounce ideas off of, regardless if it's a common interest or not, because that's also how you can gauge whether or not someone will continue to be engaging. Engagement doesn't just come from similar topics. It comes from attentiveness and wanting to know more regardless of what the topic is. So, biggest turnoffs is one word answers, wanting to move things too quickly. That's a big one. It's like, "Oh yeah, you want to meet after the virus is over and everything." You have to be interesting for me enough for me to even want to continue talking to you. Because if I can't even establish this basis of communication considering that this is the only We don't even have video at this point. I guess now the next current step is, oh, do you want to Zoom? You know, (laughs) do you want a Netflix party and chill? You know, you want something like that. You haven't even reached the new virtual face-to-face yet. If I can't even chat with you properly, it's not going to go anywhere.
1: Definitely. And see, is there anything that has changed for you about the men that you look for during the coronavirus?
2: Not really. It's the whole attentive and engaging and how well are you able to take care of yourself during a coronavirus? Because one of the biggest things that I've noticed is that people that I have dated, their weaknesses do come up when something something terrible happens or when they're in a panic and they don't know how to manage themselves. If there's any time for anyone to weed out the people that aren't able to manage themselves, this is the perfect time. Because let's just say, if you're one of those people that, Freaks out over toilet paper as an example. You know, it's it's a difficult thing to find right now. A normal person would go, oh my gosh, I can't find toilet paper. I've gone to the same Costco every single morning and it's always sold out. There's a difference between that person and the other person who goes, well, you know what? Going to physical scores isn't going to solve it for me. I'm just going to go online and buy 96 rolls from a wholesaler. (laughs) You know, that's where you're also going to find through conversation, the problem solving. Can they solve problems? Because if you're going to start a relationship with anyone, they have to be able to help you solve problems too. You can't be the only brains in the entire operation. Can they adapt? Because this is a great way to find out.
1: <laughs> Definitely. So are you more attracted to optimists or realists? And has that changed because of the coronavirus?
2: Hmm, That's an interesting question.
0: Definitely a mixture. You'd want someone who's a Debbie Downer. You want someone who takes in the facts, extrapolates it, and then applies a sense of realistic optimism. So someone who meets in the middle, either end of the spectrum will be bad. It's always the
2: sweet spot in the middle for a lot of things. Yeah, I, w- I would say too that uh, there has to be a level of practicality. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I, I do believe in people who do have dreams and, and goals and things, but there has to be a plan to go with it. And also, I've learned too, that too much positivity can actually be toxic. I have noticed that someone who uses positivity as a way of blinding oneself or trying to escape the realities of things, that can be a turnoff for me. I think what would be more
0: interesting would be solution-oriented. Apart from being an optimistic person and realistic, what would be interesting is if the person is solution-oriented. I mean... She's always going to hit the fan, right? So it's how, what's your outlook on it? You're like, okay, she's going to hit the fan. So what's the best case scenario and how do we solve for that? That is the perspective that will be more interesting to me.
1: Is it easier or harder for you to feel comfortable with a guy right now since it's harder to meet up at present?
0: It's really dependent on the guy. Honestly, sometimes I've met guys and I, instantaneously I felt comfortable with them. Sometimes I've met guys and I don't feel comfortable with them. Currently, there are two target types of females. I'm just going to simplify Two target types in the the times of COVID, yeah? The type of female who probably lost her job and is just shitting her pants, trying to find out what's her next steps. And the other type of female who has her job, but she's working from home a lot and they probably have like 9 to 10 hours of screen time. So after they're done with work, the last thing they probably want to do is go online and actually swipe because it's just really exhausting.
1: Is that exhausting for you?
0: It's exhausting. Since COVID, I was talking to my friend, Rachie, and she's asked me, oh, have you online data? I'm like, I haven't even looked at that. Luckily, I still have a job. Thank God, you know, really grateful for that. But I'm so tired, 10 hours, and I'm on calls half the day. Last thing I want to do is be swiping.
1: Definitely understand that. See, how about you?
2: Being at home during this coronavirus deal is definitely sucked a lot of attention away from doing that. Fortunately, I, I still have one of my jobs right now. You know, the education industry got hit pretty hard. So I'm down to one and it's completely online. And uh, so I am in the same boat. If I'm going to have any additional screen time, it's probably going to be playing Yahtzee. Any sort of online dating is emotionally draining. You're looking, you're analyzing, you're spending a lot of brain energy. And then the people that you do end up matching with, you're already going to be irritated. You're gonna have a level of irritation. You're going to be at, okay, please like do not waste my time. I hope you're here for the same reasons I am because I ain't got no time for this. I'd rather be watching Picard right now. And yeah, it it is is definitely based on how much energy are you putting out during a day. I mean, even if you are unemployed and you're at home, you know, you're still using a lot of energy. And you have a lot of other thoughts in the back of your head. At least for me, you know, it's I've put it on the back burner for now because I'm focusing on what to do so that I'm ready when I don't have to focus on home life anymore. And I think can go back to the way they were, or at least to some degree.
1: Normally, how long would you want to wait to go on a first date? And now with the shelter in place, how long are you willing to forego meeting a guy in person?
0: I'm foregoing it until it's raised because I think it speaks volumes about a person's personality and, their attitude to taking this seriously. I'm not even asking to meet or, and no one's asked me to meet. And I think we're all holding up because firstly, it just speaks volume about how you're taking care of the situation, taking care of other people, your personality.
2: It's not worth risking getting sick on the first day with someone you barely know. I think that uh, we're in a unique situation. I always say the words weeding out. Because I have dated some that have wanted to meet right away. They want to see you. They want to see you. They want to see you. And then after after they see you, they have nothing to talk about. And I think that part of the level of attraction for me is can they engage you in ways that are either non-traditional or far away? Because if they're attracted enough to you far away, then what will they be like when they're close up? And I I don't feel like getting sick. I don't believe in meeting anyone until all of this is lifted. And even then, give it time. My philosophy on dating is that it is a marathon, not a sprint, because you might end up with the crazy person who uh, can't deal with another pandemic. (laughs) So
1: So I was actually about to ask, are you thinking about breaking quarantine to meet in person to cuddle, to have sex, anything like that? So that sounds like a big no from you, C.
2: No, definitely not
1: z how about you
0: i've been having more sex than ever with guys that i met before quarantine so that was my pipeline and um it's shocking because because of quarantine i'm seeing them a lot more
1: interesting (laughs) you know right how often were you seeing them before and how often are you seeing them now
0: not often at all i just had no time for them and now i just have more time for them
1: (laughs) okay numbers what what, it, what was it before? Was it seeing them <laughs> once a week, once a month, once a year?
0: Once a month.
1: And now you're seeing them...
0: Since quarantine, maybe once a week, once in two weeks. Yeah. Once a week. Yeah. Okay.
1: Like, and this sounds like this is multiple individuals. So how many gentlemen are you talking about? Or ladies, if they're ladies well, too.
0: Well, there were two and then I like, saw so a third slipped in, but like... I like the third one. Slipped <laughs> the, in, huh? Yeah. This one was like, what? Like, I don't know. Yeah. But they're all from before quarantine. I kind of knew them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, very, it's okay. really very odd. This is not uh, normal for me.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. So do you want sex more or less as a result of the current situation?
0: Hmm. Honestly, Greg, I have a high sex drive, so.
1: I was actually going to ask later. How would you rate your sex drive? So let's yeah. just go there for a second. You'd say yeah. you have a high sex drive,
0: yeah. If I like, yeah, quite it's pretty healthy appetite, yeah.
1: And so, do you want sex more or about the same because of the coronavirus?
0: As I've aged, the drive has gotten much less. But if it's available, I'm like I'm fine to do it.
1: And see, how about you?
2: yo know, it it really hasn't changed too much. I mean, I, I haven't had any sex since the virus started. So for me, I think that since I have been keeping myself occupied with a lot of other projects, and I would consider myself somewhere in the middle, like, if it's there, cool, but it's it's not too often that I would just be going hunt for it. And really, it's been pretty much the same for me. Really, the only thing that's changed is that I can't leave my house easily, or without getting stared at funny. I have my own priorities outside of sex and work and hey, looky, I have projects that i wanted to do for so long. I actually have time to do them now. And so for me, I, I'm all right. It's not something that I'm going, oh my gosh, if this goes for another week, I'm going to explode. I'm not there. <laughs> I'm going to rephrase your, your question, Greg. It's
0: not the sex that I seek out. It's the companionship. So when they come over, we have engaging conversations. they are men also that I've known before, and who have mentally stimulated me to the point where I don't mind being with them for hours, and then eventually you have sex, but it's not as if like if you do, we don't. It doesn't really matter. It's more the companionship. The sex part is because I'm comfortable enough with them. They're very sweet to me, and I've known them from before. There is a sense of familiarity. So, when you ask about the sex, guys are more like when they go out, perhaps they want to bang someone. But even as they get older, that's not what they're after. I think it's the same for women when we go. Out, I mean, sex is a plus, you know. But when you go out, you want to meet someone who's interesting. Perhaps it, can they pick your interest, you know? Uh, are they engaging enough? But it also depend depends on what kind of female you are or person you are, you know. But like, it's not like sex. I'm after. I'm after the companionship.
1: Hmm. Yeah, so it sounds like it's less of a. Just a booty call and yeah. more of an actual date, wanting to spend time with someone. Yeah. And
0: oh, yes. yeah, hell yeah, yeah.
1: Next time on what she's thinking: Are your expectations of guys' efforts to date you higher or lower than before COVID? What are the types you can think of for video dates? Would you feel uncomfortable giving him your address to be able to get the delivery? When you're online dating, what do you look for on someone's Instagram? If you're having sex, has anything changed about it because of the coronavirus? Thanks for listening to What She's Thinking. To help other men find the podcast, please write a review on iTunes. And to get your questions answered, go to debugdating.com questions. Finally, I'd love to hear your feedback on the show. What else you'd like to hear? Anything that you think would make it better? Feel free to email me at greg at debugdating.com. Thanks, and stay safe out there.
0: No, I'm not embarrassed. I'm I'm distracted. I just got like an online guy who's been messaging me and he's been persistent. So now we finally moved to text messages. I don't know if that helps Greg.